0: on media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. This is Olivia's story.
1: I came out quite late, actually, to my family. To my friends, I came out at like 15. I think that was really quite a comfortable age where everybody was discovering boys and how exciting boys were. I went to an all-girl school. So... I felt quite obviously gay. I didn't fit into what everyone else was doing.
0: Can I ask you something? Because I went to a boarding school, and I get asked this all the time. People go,
1: oh, is it because he went
0: to a boarding school? Is it because he went to an (laughs) all-girls school? Do you get that crap?
1: Um, I used to, more so. I definitely think that people's attitudes have matured in terms of understanding LGBT issues and, and what it means to be gay and coming out and stuff like that. But definitely when I was younger, I think people drew a connection between the two. But if that were true, then surely everyone else at my school would have been gay as well. Exactly.
0: (laughs) It's the sort of nonsense you have to put up with though, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. But definitely it's quite an immature conclusion to come to, I reckon. But yeah, like at my school, I I did feel like the only gay one. I I definitely was the only one that expressed it. So you did at school, yeah. And
0: how did that get out of
1: school? Well... To start off with, it felt really uncomfortable. I felt like I had to hide it. I developed this overwhelming crush on the girl that I sat next to in biology. And ironically, her name is Hope. Uh, And there was none. There was just none at all. I was playground crush. I used to take her stuff to make her talk to me. I used to wind her up. I used to do all the things that you do when you have a massive crush on someone that you don't know how to express it. That drew attention to me. Because people were like, "Wait, you've been quite weird towards her and stuff like that." And that was when I was fifteen, and that's probably when I came out. And that led you to come out, didn't yeah. It, that, that crush, yeah. So people definitely picked up on it, and I felt like the odd one out. But I was, I was part of a group that we were all the odd ones out, but we had the the rocker. The one that was into like hardcore metal when no one else was. Uh, We had the one that was really intelligent and went to Cambridge and stuff like that. You know, we were all the misfits that ended up hanging out together. And so being part of that group, I felt like I could hide a little bit more because it was like, yeah, we're all weird. We're weird and we own it.
0: And they accepted you them.
1: 100%. Yeah, 100%. My mate, the, the really intelligent one that went to Cambridge, she her parents had this big, really big house. They used to go away on holiday and let her do whatever she wanted, which was really bizarre. But she used to have like three day house parties. And I remember specifically, it was the first day and not everyone was there yet. It was just the, the three of us, actually, me, her and another girl and the other girl got so drunk that she passed out. She just passed out on the floor. Uh-oh. And we were like 15 years old, drinking whatever we could find in the cupboard, basically. It happens. Right? And uh, so we were drinking, I think we were drinking whiskey at this point. And I just burst into tears. And I was quite a weepy drunk mm. before I really accepted my sexuality. Now I'm the happiest drunk, I think. It's weird. I It must be like a subconscious thing that it mm. just comes out. But I remember just bawling my eyes out. And she said to me, it's all right. It's fine. You're all good. Like I've got your back. We've got your back. It's not going to be a problem. Like you just come to terms with it. It's going to be, it's going to be all right. And then we had to sort out the girl that (laughs) bust out on the
0: floor. So more pressing matters. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: So cool at school.
1: Mm -hmm. And then what about at home? So I hid it for ages from my parents my sister found out so she went to university she's three years older than me she went to university and she graduated in that september she went out to new zealand and in the gap in between my uncle was remarrying and it was her Hindu. Oh. and we went to her Hindu, had a few drinks i think it gave me dutch courage and i took her to one side and said look i'm i'm gay i'm really struggling with it um i don't know whether to tell mum and dad i I know that mum's going to have a terrible reaction to it. I don't know how dad will feel about it. The reason I knew that my mum would have a bad reaction, she's a bit of a Daily Mail reader, right? Uh-oh. That stereotype. So I was really, really scared about it. And Ellie was, my sister was like, no, 100%, I've got you back. It's all cool. But she was going to New Zealand in September for a year. And so I didn't pluck up the courage before she left. So I waited a, a whole other year. Oh no. And then I went to university and found out that I could be who I wanted to be from day one. You know, I could come out on the first day of university, which I did, although I was forced out ever so slightly because around about that time, no homo was a thing. Do you know about this? No. So I don't know whether it was a, a Kanye thing. I definitely remember Ed Sheeran used to say it. Was um, a guy would give another guy a compliment, but they didn't want to come across gay. So they would say, no homo afterwards.
0: That passed me by. <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> right. How ridiculous. And, uh, and, and the boys started doing it at university, and it was maybe a couple of days in. And I said, guys, you're going to have to stop doing that. I'm really sorry. And they were like, why? And I was like, because I'm gay and it's quite offensive. Mm-hmm. And they all went, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed you know, they were just doing it because that was, it was a thing. It was a popular thing at the time, but the apology totally made up for it. These guys didn't, didn't think about what they were doing. So you were educating them from
0: day one of their university course. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So I've always been quite outspoken and been quite headstrong and, you know, been, felt like I could say something. And I think that if they'd reacted badly, it would have made me go, okay, we're not, we can't be friends. You know, I'm not going to worry about how you feel about something that I know is morally incorrect. Like, you can't keep doing it. And they, they had a great reaction, and I had an amazing time at university. I think the first year was really coming to terms with what it meant to be gay and the dating scene, and our, our university had a monthly night where, um, you know, it was a gay night. It was called Tease, and we had a drag queen and everything, and it was just such a celebration of LGBT. Which uni was it? Uh, university of Surrey okay. in Guildford, and that's actually when I started getting involved in radio because I joined student radio. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really wanna make a go of this. And so I hid it whilst I was at university and my sister came back from New Zealand. And I think it must've been maybe second year or third year. I feel like maybe you don't remember the details that hurt a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I remember I was back home for summer and I was seeing a girl that I'd met online and, we went out for a date and had a lovely time, and then she'd parked her car near where I live, so she was just getting out of the car, getting into her car, and we had a kiss goodbye. And it was outside my house, and my mum was stood at the window, and I looked at her and I was like, "I think my mum just saw me kiss you." She was like, "No, no, no, don't worry." Like she could have she could have arrived seconds after, you know, you never know what what's happened. But I went in. And my mum just avoided me, didn't talk to me for a couple of hours. So you knew. So I think she knew, but she didn't bring it up. And that wasn't actually the point that I came out. It was, I think, a couple of weeks later when we were talking about a friend of mine from school, from primary school that I'd seen on the dating website, right? Right. And I brought it up. In, I don't know why. I don't know whether I was trying to provoke the conversation, but I brought it up and I said to Mum, "Do you know that so and so is gay?" And she, Are you outed a friend, right? <laughs> being the meanie that I am. But I think I think I was trying to stimulate the conversation. Yeah. And she said, "Oh, right." And I said, "Yeah, it must be must be really hard to be gay." And she said, "Yeah, do her parents know?" And I went. <laughs> No, I don't think so, but it's quite difficult to come out to your parents.
0: Nice tactic.
1: And she went, right. And we had this big silence where we stared at each other. We were opposite ends of the sofa. She went, are you pregnant? (laughs) And my mum and I have a very similar personality in that when we are awkward, we make a joke that bursts the bubble that just kind of like ruins the moment. And I went, no. And she went, are you gay? And I went, yeah. And I remember being so terrified about how she was going to react that I put my hands over my face because I didn't want to see, I didn't want to see what her instant reaction was, regardless of where she was going to be in six months time, accepting me and loving me or whatever, that instant reaction, you that face can't lie. If they're disappointed, if they're hurt, if they're upset, and I just knew I didn't want to see it. So I just covered my face. And burst into tears. And I remember I had my my knees up on the on the sofa as well. So I kind of went into the fetal position in a way. You know, I felt, I guess that body language says everything, that I was just so defensive, like a like a hedgehog, you know. I was ready to to face the consequences.
0: So you never saw that initial reaction? No. But then how did she react to to you being in this fetal position on the sofa?
1: (laughs) She ran towards me and she put her arms around me and she said, don't cry, it's okay, it's okay. How long have you known? Does anyone else know? Obviously at that point you have to admit, well yeah, my sister knows, she's known for ages, all my friends know, and because my friends know, the parents know. And the hardest thing for me has been my mum not knowing something so personal about me when everyone else knew. She had, she had a right to know.
0: Did she take that badly then?
1: I think I could see that she was hurt, but I knew that she, she put me first. She put how I felt first. And she could understand why, why I'd hidden it. And, you know, there been, have been little things growing up. Like, she doesn't remember saying it and she has since apologised for this. And she feels so bad about it. And I think it hurts every time I repeat it, but it's it's good to know for people that are considering coming out that people sometimes make statements that they do not end up standing by. And she said to me once that she would have been disappointed if I was gay. And that sounds like she was disappointed in me for what she actually meant, and she's clarified this since, that she's disappointed that I wouldn't have had an easier life. Because she only wants the best for me and she only wants me to have the most successful life. And actually, her frustration is not with the LGBT community. It's with the society that surrounds it and the way that we are treated. So that's something that I held on to. And that's probably one of the reasons that I didn't come out sooner. But also there's, you know, there's little memories that I've got where a guy would be looking at me and she'd be like, oh, he's checking you out. And internally, I'm screaming. (laughs) Like ew, no, but, <laughs> but that was yeah. that was something that was happening.
0: So, and your dad was fine, was he? You predicted he'd be okay.
1: Yeah, well, I know it's silly to base the, it on these things, but he read the Guardian, and you know, <laughs> you know when you just you see where his morals yeah. are aligned, perhaps making an assumption. But mum, I said to mum, can you tell dad? I, I just don't. I don't think I can go through the emotional stress of Uh doing it again. And she did. And uh, I remember I was upstairs in my room. And she went, Liv? I went, yeah. She went, I've told Dad your news. Like (laughs) properly whispered it to me. And I was like, okay, good. And then we had dinner together and nothing was said about it. And it was just, oh, this is great. (laughs) Well, How was your day, darling? (laughs) Very middle class sort of conversation. And then I was doing the washing up. And my dad came up to me and said, uh, "Mum's told me your news, and it's not a problem." And kissed me on the head and, and walked away. And that was it. And how phenomenal is that? Wow! For a parent to just acknowledge it and move on. And that was it.
0: And I know you've got married recently to a girlfriend. Yeah. Were the uh, were your parents there?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad walked me down the aisle, which is very patriarchal. I mean as feminists we are very disappointed in ourselves but um yeah my my wife said to me recently I think your mum likes me more now that we're married and I think (laughs) I think that's funny in a way because my mum uh when when she first found out about me dating Jasmine she said um is she a special friend (laughs) didn't want to say girlfriend couldn't couldn't say it but has since been really really supportive and I remember that she said about my grandparents that my grandparents always made her feel like part of the family straight away. And so whenever we brought someone home, Jasmine was the first person I brought home, by the way, and I ended up marrying her. So that's, that's quite a good record. I like that. <laughs> but um, she said when, whenever we brought someone home, she wanted to embrace them in the family straight away, make them feel like they were equal. And she did that with Jasmine. Absolutely. Bought her Christmas presents, birthday presents, gave her the same amount of money as me on Christmas and stuff like that and I think that's such a nice way of doing that Mm. symbolic.
0: Okay so lastly would you have any advice to anyone else that's not gone through that stage yet and thinking of coming out?
1: I think it's normal for humans to think the worst and you always go to worst case scenario and let's face it despite the fact that we live in 2018 some people's worst case scenarios do come true that is a sad state of affairs however quite often time is a great healer and the worst thing that you can imagine usually doesn't end up happening for a lot of people but also there will always be people telling you to come out and that is just not their decision it's always your decision it's such a personal thing to do and I think you are the only one that will have to take responsibility for the actions for the the result and so you do that in your time I had people saying to me just do it just do it and you know oh okay, you're sitting up there on your straight throne telling me, the pauper, what to do. No, mate. like It's my decision. If you get outed, first of all, I'm so sorry that that has happened to you. But second of all, that is totally a reflection on the other person, not on you. That is not something that you need to be ashamed of. That is not something that you should feel guilty for or embarrassed by. That is absolutely on the person that's done that act. and. You've got to let go of the guilt that is associated with I think every single gay person feels guilt at some point for being gay because no one would no one would choose it. Honestly, no one would choose it. It's a more difficult life. So why would you choose that? So
0: Ain't that the truth? We wish a few more people understand that exactly, simple point.
1: Exactly. So if you are gearing up for it or if you are dreading it or if you're avoiding it, it's all it's all good. Time time will unravel the events.
0: Massive thank you to Olivia for telling her story there. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. We'd also love to hear from you on Twitter. You can find us there at Come Out Stories. I'm Emma Goldswell, and Coming Out Stories is a What Goes On Media production. Coming up next,
1: it's Ellen. The trouble with being bisexual is the, the type of things that I hear are, I understand what it's about. Yeah, no, I understand bisexual, you just really love sex. And I'm like, probably no more than you!